Give honor to God and all the saints, just thanking God for his goodness and greatness. He brought us through another week. We give you, God, all the praise, all the glory. We just thank you, God, for being the awesome God that you are. Heavenly Father, we ask you to guide this Bible study as we read into your word and we develop weapons of spiritual warfare to help us deal in this um, this earthly war, spiritual war they have going on. We come together to bind and rebuke the spirit of uh, demonism, that COVID demon, we rebuke it, we send it back to the pit of hell, that income lynching demon, we send it back to the, hell, the pit of hell, the income blacklisting, the playing with people's money. We bind and rebuke any type of induced poverty we call you, Heavenly Father, to be the provider that you are, that you can take care of each and every one of us, that you will lead us and direct us in the path that we need to go to be the men and women you created us for. Heavenly Father, we ask you to open up the windows of heaven and turn things around on this earth. Use your people, Heavenly Father. Cause an awakening, Heavenly Father. Make the earth tremble and recognize that you are all sovereign, that you are omniscient, omnipresent, that all power is in your hand, God. God, Heavenly Father, we praise you. We exalt you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for the changes that you have coming in the way. We call the executive branch of government, the legislative branch of government, and the judicial branch of government, we call it blessed and highly favored with God's power. And every demon force trying to usurp authority they do not have over our governing structures, we send that demon force back to the pit of hell that it came from, that that force will go forcefully back to the bottom of the earth, that this earth will be run by righteousness according to God's will. God, we just exalt you. You brought us through another week, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for the week we have coming before us, God. We ask you, God, to turn things around, Heavenly Father. We ask you, God, to just open up the windows of heaven. God, we bind and rebuke this spirit of having a virus control this earth. We bind it. Everyone knows that the man has no virus can have more power than the creator, Heavenly Father. We bind and rebuke that retarded demon trying to usurp authority on this earth. God, help me, help your people to work together, Heavenly Father, to retake this earth from demon forces. Lord, bless all of those who may want to be here and could not be here, Heavenly Father. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. I thank you for my sister, Wahida. I thank you for the downloaders. I thank you, God, for the participants. I thank you, God, for those who want to be here and could not make it. I thank you, God, for my opportunity to be here and to give you the praise and the glory. I thank you, God, for giving a thirst and a yearning to be fed by your word, to grow in your word. I thank you, Lord, for the reading tonight on three ways to win at spiritual warfare. Three ways to win at spiritual warfare. God, I just praise you. I exalt you. I thank you for all you've done. I thank you for Wahida's son being out of the hospital. I thank you, God, for my nephew, Heavenly Father, being out of the hospital. I bind and rebuke all the attacks, particularly on our young people, God. God, give them the strength. Give the older ones the knowledge and the strength to 
create books to help them survive, to create things to counteract that that demon spirit of uh, uh, in, in the, the young people that have you know have uh, been like on a suicide watch. We bind that demon spirit. We bind a demon spirit trying to have people kill, look like they kill themselves to cover up unregulated, unauthorized human research experimentation. God, we come against that demon spirit. The blood of Jesus is against every eugenics program. God, we send our prayers out for everybody that's suffering behind this torture program. God, we ask you for divine healing, divine intervention. Punch the devil in the eye, Heavenly Father. Direct your people where to go, what to do. Show the devil that he does not control this earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God, watch over us. Watch over our blood. Cover us that no violent man, no violent woman will shed our blood. No violent man, no violent woman will induce any untimely death. No violent man, no violent woman will induce any sickness. We send those things back to the pit of hell. We ask you, God. Direct us, keep us, watch over us, lead us to which way we need to go. God, we give you the praise. God, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Go ahead. you want to pray? Yeah. Father God, I give you praise. I give you thanks. I honor you. I cherish you. I believe in you. I know that you is a only God of the universe, the one true God, I love you. I bless you, Father. Heavenly Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Father God, thank you for life, for me, my children, my mom, my bloodline, Miriam, all the good people, and even all the the evil ones, Father, that are doing wrong things, the humanity, their own kind. Father, I know many of them are being mind controlled and put into this situation. If you're hearing me out there, please start speak up. Please start change your ways to save the world for the future generation and for everyone that are suffering. Please don't make material things covet your lives, money and material things. You have to put God first. You have to think about your future generations. Please start doing good in this world. Please stop torturing us, for we did nothing to you. Please stop destroying the young people's lives, for many of them are being destroyed covertly and overtly. Please put your mind to God. Please believe in God. Please start praying. Bring back prayers. When you 
When you feel like they are evil in your thoughts, please put God first, and he shall guide you through it and make you whole again. Oh, Father, thank you for keeping my son out of the hospital. Please don't make him go back there. For horrible Amen. things are happening. Horrible things are happening to him when he go there, Father. Please don't make him go back there. Father, please help all the young people that are put in this situation. I saw a lot mm. when I go to the hospital. A lot of young people, we need them. We need them to carry on their reproductive system to have children and, and you know, multiply in the world. We don't want men to get married to men and women to get married to women. That's not what you are doing in this world. Please, Father, please change. Please change them. Please wake them up. All these people that are being taken over, all the, the children, all the college kids and all these people that are committing these crimes, Father, please change them. Please help my family. My family is separated. They have them astray. They hate me. And I did nothing to them, Father. It's like I am a separate person from everybody. Only my mom and one of my brothers is getting along with me. And I did nothing to the rest. But they are turned against me, Father. Family are being destroyed, Father. Please put a stop to this. People, please put a stop to this. Wake up. Wake up. Without family, you have nothing. Please, Father, help us. Give us food. Give, give us shelter. Give us clothing. Please destroy the virus, the man-made virus. Please destroy it. Please let the country open up. Please let everybody lie become normal again. Please let our, us have our own thoughts, our own belief, and let us be able to control our own lives, Father. Please let my children get married. Let them get good life partners. Bless Miriam nephews, Father, for you know what's going on with their lives. Let them get married and reproduce. Let them have children, Father. Please, Father, help your world. Only you can do it. It's in a great mess, big, great mess, and people need to speak up. People that have been taken over, you need to change and you need to speak up. You need to help the world. I give you so much praise, so much thanks, Father. Sorry that we didn't get to pray for so many weeks. Please let us be able to continue to pray and worship, Father, and accept our prayer. Father, I love you so much in your holy name. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Anybody else wants to pray? Who? I said thank you. Oh, okay. Anybody else? All right, I'm going to start with a scripture, Psalms 91 which is always good for protection. And then we're going to go into our three ways to win at spiritual warfare. Okay. 
Okay. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For God will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. God will bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him, I will set him on high. Because he has known my name, he shall call me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Lord, we thank you for the reading of the scripture. We thank you, God, for the protection that, that the protection promises that God will send his angels, that God is our refuge and our fortress that he will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover us with his wings. God, we thank you. We praise you, we exalt you, and we magnify your holy name. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Tonight's topic, three ways to win a spiritual warfare. Let's take a look at three ways to win at spiritual warfare. This is by Pastor Roger Barriers. He's a writer and a minister. He's a, a doctor, Dr. Barrier. He put, he's put nearly 40 years of experience in the pastoral work, answering questions about doctrine and practice for regular people like us. Let's take a look as we choose to learn more about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare fills the pages of scripture. In Matthew 4 and Luke 4, while undergoing intense temptation, Jesus fought Satan in hand-to-hand combat in the desert, and he won. In Luke 10, the disciples returned after their first mission, rejoicing that even the spirits submit to us, Jesus said. It's better re to rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. In Luke 13, it said a crippled woman bound by Satan, she was healed. In Acts 5, a man tormented by evil spirits, he was healed. In Acts 8, Philip cast out demonic spirits. It's naive to believe that demonic spirits were manifest only in biblical times. Oh, we know that. That's very naive. That stuff is alive right now. 
Demonic attacks are easy to spot. If you know what to look for, demonic manifestations are infrequent. Seldom is delivery work necessary. Most satanic work is hidden and undetected. My God. Spiritual warfare, most always a prayer project. Spiritual warfare is most always a prayer project. It is not possible to go on to spiritual maturity without learning how to overcome the evil one. Many Christians have no desire whatsoever to face the fact that they may be under attack by the devil. So they seldom take up the weapons of our warfare, and thus they find failure when they least expect it. But if we want to grow up to spiritual maturity, we will be involved in spiritual warfare. Enlisting the characteristics of spiritual children, young men and women and mothers and fathers in 1 John 2, 12, John made it clear that spiritual young men and women have overcome the evil one. They know how to take Satan into battle and win. Spiritual children tend to ignore the symptoms of the attack and are afraid to engage. According to John, it is not possible to grow to be a spiritual father or mother without overcoming the evil one. Overcoming has to do with no longer being deceived by Satan and his tactics. Again, overcoming means no longer being deceived by Satan and his tactics. Thankfully, the minister said he has learned that most demonic pro problems need no deliverance. Satan can be overcome by prayer and basic discipleship. Mm. The battle of spiritual warfare is for the control of the mind. Again, the battle of spiritual warfare is for the control of the mind. Mm. God wants us to be in control of our minds. God will never take control. Spiritual warfare is all about being in control so that we are free to choose God's will. Satan's attack strategies and tactics are designed to take control of our thought life, our mind, in order to do his nasty work within us. In Acts 5, Verses 3 to 9, Peter confronted the lies of Ananias and Sapphira by demanding, why did you let Satan put it in your minds to lie? In Mark 8, 33, when Peter tried to convince Jesus not to go to the cross, Jesus looked at Peter and said to Satan, get behind me, Satan. In 1 Peter, Peter counseled. He, prepared, he said, prepare your mind for action. Be self-controlled. In 2 Corinthians 10.3, Paul reminded us that we have spiritual weapons to demolish and destroy demonic strongholds. We must take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. According to the Bible, men and women have three parts to their makeup. The human spirit is where God dwells, the human soul is where we dwell, and the soul is our mind, our self, the center of our being. And finally, we have a body 
with which we interact with the physical world. We meet with God in communion with him and the Holy Spirit, with him, Holy Spirit, to human spirit. Satan cannot touch our spirit, but he has access to our souls. Mm. It is there that the spiritual battle occurs. We all know what's it like to be tempted by Satan in our mind. This is why the Bible is very careful to encourage us to control our mind. Control our thinking. Satan's primary tool is deceit. Mm -mm -mm. My God, my God. Again, Satan's primary tool is deceit. Mm. If perfect, freshly made Eve was deceived, what chance do we have? Fortunately, as Christians, God has given us all the tools we need to overcome Satan. Unfortunately, most of Satan's work is done quietly and behind the scenes. My God. The word occult means hidden. According to John, spiritual children struggle to see Satan at work. As we mature into spiritual young men and women, we have greater ability to see right through Satan. We have ability to uncover Satan's deception. In 2 Corinthians 2.10, Paul warned us to be alert so that Satan might not outwit us. He went to say we're not unaware of his schemes. Sadly, in most instances, spiritual children have absolutely no idea of his schemes. Mm. In Revelations 12.7, Jesus told John, that in the last days, Satan would lead the whole world astray. My God. In 2 Corinthians 11.3, Paul wrote that he was afraid that just as Eve was deceived, many would be deceived and follow a spirit different from the Holy Spirit. Mm. In Timothy 4, 1-3, Paul told Timothy that many will be deceived and follow deceiving spirits. My God. In John 8:44, Jesus declared that Satan is the father of all lies. Paul was not deceived. He understood that his thorn in the flesh was a messenger from Satan. 2 Corinthians 12:7. There are three classes of Christians. Class one, I call unsurrendered or deceived. These people are not Christians and are easily deceived about what's going on in the spirit realm. Class two, I call surrendered deceived. These folks are Christians but are still deceived into thinking that everything comes from God. And class three, I call surrendered undeceived. These Christians have no misplaced illusions concerning what's going on behind the scenes. Satan cannot hide from them. Think about what happened to Adam. He wanted to be like God. Who wouldn't? But in seeking to become like God, he became like Satan. Praying to become a spiritual father at any price is a prayer God wants to answer. Just be certain that it's God who is answering and not Satan. It's possible for Christians to be trapped behind enemy lines. It's naive for Christians to think that because they're Christians, they are immune for, from 
satanic attack. These deceived ones often use the verse, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, to justify their position. However, just because the Holy Spirit resides within us, it doesn't mean that we're free from delete spiritual battles. There are spiritual battles galore occurring all around us. That's why they are so many verses in the Bible warning us about demonic struggles. In John 17, 15, Jesus told the disciples that he was praying for their protection from the evil one. In 2 Timothy 2.24, Paul warned Christians to beware of the trap of the devil. In Peter 5.8, we are reminded that Satan prowls around this earth like a roaring lion looking for Christians to devour, mm, to kill. In Timothy 3.7, Paul warns church elders not to fall into the devil's trap. In Ephesians 4.27, Paul encouraged us to remain in control of our mind and not allow Satan to get a foothold in our lives by committing an ongoing sin. Just before entering into the promised land, God declared occultic activities off limits under penalty of death. God's instructions are recorded in Deuteronomy 12. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, who interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults with the dead. Anyone who does those things is detestable to the Lord. Here are some ways to overcome Satan when the evil one attacks. Live in the present. In John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, I came that you may have abundant life. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What do we have that Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy? Abundant life. Abundant life is always experienced in the present tense. If Satan can fill our minds full of hurt, bitterness, anger, and guilt about the past, then he has destroyed our present along with it our abundant life. If Satan can fill our minds with worry, fear, and anxiety about the future, then he has destroyed our abundant life in the present tense. So live in the present. Counteract feelings of hurt and pain with joy and worship. Use the James 4-7 guidelines. Submit to God, resist the devil. We submit every area of our lives so that we are living under God's influence and not Satan's control. We curb our sinning and ask forgiveness for those sins we've committed. If we find victory here, then we can stop worrying about it. However, if we're still struggling, it may be that we are under a demonic attack and we need to actively engage in spiritual warfare. It is at this point that we resist the devil on the basis of Jude 9. We follow the example of the archangel Michael in overcoming Satan. When fighting over the body of Moses, Michael won when he turned to Satan and said, the Lord rebuke you. 
We announce that we have no intention of yielding to Satan in any area, and we demand that he leave us alone. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3, Paul reminds us that our weapons are not worldly weapons. They are, in fact, the power we need to demolish demonic strongholds. In Romans 16, 20, Paul encourages us by declaring that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet. The armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 will quench any and all fiery arrows which Satan may send against us. We should never think of leaving the house in the morning naked. In like manner, we have no business leaving the house until we have prayed and put on our spiritual armor. Mm. With the belt of truth, we declare that we intend for no lies to be accepted into our minds and that everything we say will be the truth. With the breastplate of righteousness, we thank God for the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which is imputed to us for our salvation. And we declare that everything we do today will be righteous and good. With the shoes of the gospel of peace, we thank God for our salvation. The war with God regarding our sin is over. We are at peace with God. With the shield of faith, we promise to trust God and his word, no matter how awkward, how unintelligent people may say it looks or confusing are the situations we face. We, whenever we struggle, we will actively find a Bible verse for help. By taking the sword of the spirit, we make it plain that we will trust the teachings of the Bible wherever they may lead. Finally, Paul reminds us that every demonic or spiritual attack calls for a prayer project by which we pray for Satan's defeat and God's victory. We thank you, Lord. And those are some of the um, the tools that we to three ways to win in spiritual warfare. The armor of God, knowing that. It's in Ephesians 6.10. It tells us it will quench any and all fiery arrows which Satan may send against us. We have to hold on to the belt of truth. And we declare that we intend no lies to be accepted into our minds. That the devil can't lie to us. That everything that the word of God, God has told us, it is the truth. We take the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness, we thank God for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And then we take the shoes of the gospel of peace and we thank God for salvation. The war with God regarding sin is over. We are at peace with God. And the shield of faith, that means no matter how bad it looks, we promise to trust God and his word, no matter how awkward, no matter how confusing. We take the sword of the spirit. That is our ability to trust the teachings of God. So Paul reminds us that every spiritual attack, it calls for a prayer project. Not just a prayer, but a prayer project. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for knowing that we can win in spiritual warfare. We come against every demonic attack. We're going to stand on your word. We're going to stand on this, these, these tools. 
We're going to overcome the primary tool of Satan, which is deceit. He fools us. He deceives us. God, we ask you, Lord, to not let that happen to us anymore. Let us not be fooled. Let us stand strong, Heavenly Father, with you. Let us stand strong with your word. Let us stand strong and live in the present. Your word tells us that you have an abundant life for us. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we have to know that Satan wants to take us out, but God has an abundant life for us. He has work for us. So we can't let Satan fill our minds with hurt, bitterness, anger, and guilt about the past. We have to focus on the future and the beautiful life God has for us in growing God's kingdom. We thank you, Lord. That's the reading for the night. And um, any questions? Any questions? No, no, Miriam.